The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is October 11, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. It's all about customer care and saving you money on your monthly transaction fees. They are a national company, so give them a call right after the show. That phone number is 407 407- Four zero one zero seven seven two. That's four zero seven four zero one zero seven seven two. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, the State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And it's always it's good to be with you. All right, I appreciate that. And I'm today, this morning, actually, I'm, I'm broadcasting from beautiful Tennessee up in the mountains, uh, and the leaves are starting to change colors. They're looking really beautiful. Uh, anyway, today, uh, uh, Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our, our guest that we have waiting on the line right now. Well, well Gary, we're very fortunate to have uh, the nuclear family here together today. Uh, <laughs> we have our good friend Glenn Towery who's the founder and CEO of the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel. And Glenn is also the founder of the new organization position. That's for BSOs primarily, and that would be the Veteran Suicide Prevention Officer. Also, we have with us is Staff Sergeant Charles Eggleston, uh, who is a Purple Heart and Bronze Star recipient. Uh, Sergeant Eggleston served in the uh, 11th Special Forces Group uh, while deployed in uh, Iraq. Uh, Also, he served with the uh, 107th uh, Cavalry Regiment and the 3rd Special Forces Group and the 25th Infantry Division. Sergeant Eggleston is a recent past department commander for the Military Order Purple Heart, Maryland, and uh, at the most recent convention for the Military Order Purple Heart, uh, Past Department Commander Eggleston was appointed the first national veteran suicide prevention officer. Welcome, gentlemen, again to the American Heroes Network. Thank you. Welcome. Glenn, now I know that right now we're waiting uh, for uh, Charles to show up, um, and uh, you know we all understand he's very busy. Uh, so hopefully he'll be coming on very very soon. Meanwhile, why don't you tell us about uh, the 
Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. I know it, it's something that's important to uh, the American Heroes Network also, and and the reason it's it's we we have a show that can actually help save lives, and and that's what we're in the process about getting funding. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, um, the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel was started a couple of years ago, although we uh, became official in 2015. And the channel is predicated on the premise that we can save veterans' lives. We can help veterans who are contemplating killing themselves, committing suicide, if we uh, create and produce and make available life-saving shows, shows that will show them uh, alternative ways of dealing with life and also provide for them some uh, medical information, information about processing through the um, uh, VA uh, system, which sometimes can be very, very difficult and also can cause depression, <laughs> believe it or not, because of just any governmental structure has its own type of nomenclature that sometimes doesn't really lend itself to um, providing a good health for the people that have to use it. The, since uh, our inception, we have created some of our own shows, shows like Mindfulness. Mindfulness has been proven to be in a, a very extremely effective way to help veterans that are experiencing PTS uh, because one of the things that happens with PTS is that you're living in the past. And what mindfulness forces our veterans to do is to is to is to uh, live in the now to deal with what's happening now. And um, we have also offered shows like Tai Chi. We have a brand new cooking show that we're very excited about that's coming out. Um, and that show is called the Cooking for Veterans Mental and Physical Health Show. And we have three uh, two great chefs. That'll be working. That would be Andre Rush and Charles F. Johnson. They're both veterans. Um, Andre Rush actually cooks at the White House for the President of the United States. And we're so blessed to have them uh, with this show. And we were surprised to learn that there are foods that can help veterans and their family members who are suffering with depression, stress, anxiety because our veterans who are suffering with these conditions and in the VA and other medical systems are inundated with all kinds of medications. And I know from my own personal experience, uh, having been on a lot of these medications myself, that sometimes just being full of those medications can make you feel bad. Uh, because it's just not the normal state of, of the human body to um, be full of medications. So our shows are designed also to help at that very moment when a veteran may be thinking about killing themselves. They can come to the channel at www.vspchannel.com and get an inspirational message. You know, sometimes all it takes is something positive to thwart the negative. If you're thinking about doing something to yourself or others, you know, you come to our channel and we have of everything there. I mean, we're not just as a health channel. We believe entertainment is a big part of health as well. One thing that you, as a veteran or a veteran's family member, you will first notice that when you come to our channel that you are in a, a military or post-military type environment there where we have uh, 
almost everything there has to do with veterans and the veterans' life and or and or the military experience. We have comedy. We have music videos. We have meditated, medit, uh, guided meditations. We have uh, spiritual uh, um, music and songs. There's so much to the channel, and I want to ask people to please come and look at the channel and 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 use it, utilize its sources because it was founded. Our um, our motto is broadcasting to save veterans' lives. And if you have ideas for shows or if you have ideas for programs that would be appropriate that you think would be helpful, our ears are, are always open, and we'd love to hear your suggestions. And I would like to encourage you to just go online to our website and send us a message, and we're listening, and we want to know. So basically, uh, also you should know that we are a 501c3 organization, um, that uh, was officially founded here in the United States. Your donations to us are tax deductible. And one last thing I'd like to add about our channel. Presently, right now, we are running a special nationwide campaign, and we're calling it uh, Donate $22 Today. And what we're trying to do is we want to see if we want 20, we want to get a million people to donate $22 to the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. We're going to use that money to build a broadcast and production facility in the state of Texas. And in that facility, we're going to create so many fantastic shows that are going to touch and help heal our veterans. And uh, you'll be surprised what we can do with uh, $22 million dollars. Uh, it will make what we have already done just look look like nothing. Um, and this is a very positive thing because veterans, you know, the way that I came across this idea was, and I'm, and I'm going to close off of this after this, was that um, I did some videos um, after I'd heard that 22 veterans a day were committing suicide and posted them on YouTube. And what I did was I went and I asked some veterans, people that I know, if another veteran came to you and said they were going to commit suicide, what would you tell them to talk them out of it? And so I shot about 13 or 14 of these videos and posted them, and I needed to, to name the channel on YouTube. And so I named the channel the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel in the hopes that um, someone would, who was thinking about committing suicide would do a search and find it, and someone, uh, one of those interviews, would say something to talk that veteran uh, out of committing suicide. Well, what happened was um, YouTube sent everything dealing with veteran suicide prevention to my channel. It's part of the nomenclature of... Um, of YouTube. It, it looks for aggregate Im information to post to your channel when you give it a title. So anybody that comes to that channel will start to find things. And I went, uh, after that, I, I decided uh, to go to New Orleans for my birthday. That was a couple of years ago. And while I was there, I discovered that animals, pets, have their own national channel. And that was eye-popping to me. And I thought, wow, pets have a channel and veterans don't? And so when I came back, I just decided that uh, I was going to create a national 
broadcast channel for veterans, and that it couldn't just be a, a channel, but it had to be a channel that provides health and healing. And so here we are now. This is where we are now. So please, we need your support. Go visit our channel at www.vspchannel.com. Join our movement. We're asking people to donate $22 a day, $1 for each veteran that is killing themselves each day. And we're asking you, if you can, to create a video doing whatever it is that you, that you would like to do, something creative, showing you making that donation. It could be a dance. It could be a song. It could be a poem. It could be your fingers walking up to your computer desk and pushing the button. You know, be as creative as possible, and let's get this thing going. We can save veterans' lives with our shows. And go and see the shows for yourself. Um, and you will see, you know, it's hard to explain when you say, say, to someone, well, a program or a show can help to save someone's life. So the best way for you to begin to understand that principle is to go see what we've already done. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Charles Eggleston. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Charles Eggleston, and he's going to tell us all about that new position, uh, the Veterans Suicide, National Veterans Suicide Prevention Officer with the MOPH. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, the listeners out here, and thank you as well, Gary, for allowing me uh, be on that on your radio station because it's a great outreach to the community to, to make them aware of issues. Very important inside of the veterans community as well as community as a whole. Uh, I'm glad to be nominated or 
put in place as the National Suicide Prevention Director for the Military Order of Purple Heart. I became the first of my kind uh, due to, you know, I guess I could say Glenn, the great work he's doing. And something that's been a very, very heavy passion of my own because years ago I attempted to do the same for myself when I was going through treatment at Walter Reed just to get rid of some of the pain. So I understand, as I, as I state to most, the war after the war. And a war after the war is, as most understand is, the battle is a given. Combat is a given. You can't modify, you can't change that. As much as folks say they can change and modify it, you can't. It is what it is. But the hardest battle, which is a trilogy of battles, is the war after the war. When you come back home, and it's just you, you battle yourself. You battle the surroundings of the new community because you're unaware of how things changed so much since you was gone. Uh, and you just battle what they call the interpersonal beliefs and interpersonal demons that are so bad for all the returning veterans. And I always get a question, do you think that veteran or do you think that combat veteran has uh, PTSD? My question is, you tell me one that doesn't have PTSD who's seen events such as we all have seen in battle. Yes, they do. That should be a, a, a normality of all. So I'm glad to be at the pinnacle when it comes to the suicide prevention era and in point, uh, along with Congress, so we can put this National Veteran Suicide Prevention Act together and make sure it gets funded up just as it needs to be funded. So, Glenn, right. I want to thank you. Bill and Gary for all the great work you assist me with and, and been by my side the whole walk of this, is as we call, trap of life. Because we want to make this a trap of life. We want to try to st stump out as much of the suicides if we can. We may not be able to take all of them. And maybe one day we, we'll treat suicide like cancer. We'll stump it out. That's the events I hate. Cancer and suicide. It takes so many lives, so many great lives, and we deserve to give it a second chance. That's how true can you be there. Now, as far as responsibilities, uh, uh, Charles, what is the, the purpose of the officer? The uh, purpose officer of, for... Uh, the, per no. All right. the purpose of the, of, of the officers that serve underneath me is to alert and make aware of suicide suicidal acts or pre-suicidal conditions such as mood uh, adverse mood swing such as depression and systemic depression such as a change of venue uh, in, a, in, a, in a case I had a friend of mine that all of a sudden he wanted to go and live in the woods but he was selling off all his worldly goods so this car at pennies on a dollars. I mean, it was brand new BMW. He had paid off, and he basically sold it for two grand. And the car was easily worth still twenty five to thirty five thousand at that time. He just wanted to get rid of it, uh, and just disrobed everything in his whole life. He just wanted to go into hiding and didn't disappear and commit suicide. And a lot of these gentlemen and a lot of these ladies successfully do that. 
because by dissociating itself with the community and this, you know itself, it allows them the privacy of committing suicide somewhere. Chances are in the woods or somewhere in what they call the cover. And we just need to be aware and controlled about these different efforts. You know, so I ask the community as a whole to help us identify and help us with the NSOs, the National Service Officers as well, as well as the VSOs, the Veteran Services Officers that serves most of the VA centers. And a lot of this stems around the VA center. Matter of fact, uh, it could be the person feel that they're not being treated a certain way, or they feel that they go into an extreme case of hopelessness because they're not getting the, the real, you know, the the real rating that they deserve. You know, I mean, it's right. it's a multitude of different, you know, arenas that you cross that can be good or bad. Let's try to keep it on the positive side, and it's a work in progress. So any and all efforts that are given to us at this point are greatly taken, and we look forward to collaboration with other, you know, VSOs as well and other groups as well. You know, so that's our point, and that's what we do. All yeah, right. that's great. That's now, now, knowing that, knowing that uh, all the numbers, figures that we receive as far as uh, the amount of suicides, this is going to help uh, because we're only dealing with 21 states that are reporting. This will help us get an accurate uh, count or, or maybe something to work with as far as prevention uh, nationally to, to help these vets. Is that correct? Absolutely will, because now with this new mandate put in the bill itself, it would actually force the actual states to report, such as California, such as Texas, such as Florida, such as the Alaskas, uh, to report definitely on, on what the actual counts are. Now they don't have to, because they have no federal guidance to adhere to. But when the federal mandates come in and you have federal guidance, they are forced to give accurate numbers. You know, I was just with the Secretary of the Army side last week, and they was pointing numbers out of the, out of basically, they say, hey, our numbers have gone down. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah, we're to about 20 a day on the active duty side Army. I was like, really? Well, that's really not going down. Because when we say veterans, we talk about, we usually assimilate the active duty and veterans community together. So what that basically did is almost double the number we've been tracking. Mm. And this is the number they're giving to the president. So when I, when I saw those numbers, I was like, you, you know, you basically putting the, the, the firecracker in the candy apple with this one. You thought you were saying right. something good, but really you were saying something double bad. It's not good. And that's one of the things that I wanted to put into the suicide prevention officer program that I wrote, and it's, it's definitely in there because we have veteran service organizations today. Right now, they cannot tell you how many of their own members have committed suicide because they have no nomenclature. They're not set up. They don't have the structure to be able to do it. And that's one of the things that the Veteran Suicide Prevention Officer Program also provides for these veteran service organizations, an accounting of what's going on to get a clear picture of what's going on in their organization. Because if you don't know the scope of the problem, 
then how can you provide intervention and prevention for a problem that you don't even know exists or how big it is? So eventually, you know, when this program starts off, um, organizations like the Military Order of the Purple Heart, whom I applaud, Charles Eggleston could not be a better choice to become the first national suicide prevention officer in America. Uh, I'm so proud of you, Charles, and the work that you're doing and have been doing even before you uh, uh, became a, uh, a national suicide prevention officer for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. But there were a lot of organizations that, uh, a few organizations that I was affiliated with that I've gone to that this has been presented to, and um, they just did not seem at all interested in um, implementing a program that is designed to help uh, understand what's going on in their organizations as far as veterans' um, suicide is concerned and, and to implement a program of intervention and prevention. I've written out a thorough program, I think, as Charles can tell you, that uh, works from the, from the top down. And um, is the program perfect? No, nothing is perfect, but it's a great start. And my whole thing is, has been to these organizations is that you should try to program. And every organization is, has some similarities and have some differences, you know, to as the program is applied in your organization to structure it in a way that best suits their organization. Uh, for instance, I was actually uh, appointed for the state uh, of Texas, the DAV Department of Texas, uh, the first department suicide prevention officer during their um, um, state uh, department convention in July of this year. And I was so happy um, Commander uh, Charles Edwards made that appointment. And I was, like, really, really happy to, and felt like we were really making some progress with the DAV. And then, uh, I, as a matter of fact, it was right after that appointment that I really got busy and I really wrote out the program full-fledged. But I, I don't think they were aware of the fact that I was also writing out the program, tailoring it also for the Military Order of the Purple Heart uh, at the same time. You know... It really blew my mind that four weeks after I was appointed, uh, the day that uh, Commander Charles Edwards uh, took reign of the Department of Texas DAV, I received a letter rescinding that appointment, giving no explanation. And I was really kind of like in shock at the time when I received it. And so I really didn't go into any of the specific uh, details. I was just trying to figure out, well, what is going on? Did I do something wrong? Uh, is there, did I, you know, there were so many thoughts going through my mind. But then I just began to realize that it wasn't anything that I had done wrong. You know, any organization that is not willing to, to help its own paying members is an organization that should stand back and take a good look at itself. Hey, Glenn. And uh, that's where I arrived at, yes. Yeah. I understand exactly where you're coming from because I had a meeting with some of your DAV uh, upline. And in a roundabout way, 
they basically, they didn't know I was basically trying to figure out the same answer to that same question when you gave me that information. And they were saying they had no place for the, that at this time because most of their members are older crowd not tracking most suicides are done by post <laughs> it's done before the post 9-11 really post desert storm era so the vietnam community was the biggest culprit of the suicides if you can put it in that context all right uh yeah. i like to say offender because they killed someone they killed themselves and anyone's mm. anytime someone killed itself I look at them as being convicted of a crime yes. because you could you could have done something for mankind. Just you being on this earth doing positive stuff, you're a part of a great function for mankind. And when they told me in so many words, the DAV, that really we don't have any place for anything of this sort at this time, I say to myself, what are these guys, who are they serving? Are they serving someone in another country? Are they serving American heroes? What, what's their purpose? And I still can't figure that purpose of why they would dismantle a program so great. And they was totally against collaboration. Because I even brought it to the table saying, hey, well, collaborate, collaborate with us because we're about to go full steam with this at the national level. And see how we do it. And then from there, if you like it, then you can adjust fire. You know, mm-hmm. they was totally yeah. against that. So by them, right. being, by them being totally against that, then it really let me know right off the bat that, hey, their mind was somewhere else and it's not in the best interest of the veteran itself. Their mind was basically in probably the philosophic or the fundraising of the DAV, which is if you don't have a veteran's core there to, to fund or support, then really you shouldn't be fundraising. You need to touch the American beat. You need to mm-hmm. touch the veteran beat, such as suicide, touches so many lives, so many different ways. That's a shame. You know, right. if you left it up to me, I wouldn't want to lose one more veteran. But from the conversation I had with these individuals, they really didn't care one way or another. Wow. Well, gentlemen, keep that thought. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking just for a couple of minutes to Freddie Owens, president of Vet to Vet to Tennessee, about their event coming up this Thursday, and then we're going to continue on. So right now, we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, 
sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're, going to take, we're just going to take a couple of minutes with Freddie Owens. He's president for Vet to Vet Tennessee. Uh, you have an event coming up this week, don't you, Freddie? Yes, we do. All right. And what, is your, what does your organization actually do? Just give us a brief outline of that. Well, we are, we are a three-prong organization. Uh, Vet to Vet Tennessee is the uh, uh, um, uh, sponsoring arm of the Legacy Peer Support Group and the uh, uh, Mental Health Council. And uh, within that, uh, we have various other individuals who are trained as mentors and facilitators who uh, ensure that uh, everything is run correctly in, in all three of the organizations. Now, uh, what's going on this Thursday that I'll be showing up to, by the way? <laughs> well, this Thursday, what we have is the uh, Vietnam War commemorative uh, uh, Heroes Welcome for Knox County and all of the surrounding counties uh, that uh, touches Knox County, which is about 13 counties. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh, issuing out uh, commemorative pins to all veterans who served during the year of November 1, 1955 through May 15, 1975. And we're also going to be implementing five other programs, which is one for former living Americans and POWs, for the immediate family members of the American military who are still unaccounted for during the Vietnam War, and the immediate family members of the veterans listed on the wall in itself, and also the surviving spouses at the time of death of those individual veterans who have passed away since returning home. So it's going to be a very, very uh, uh, emotional event. Uh, we received three phone calls this morning uh, from uh, uh, three other veterans from the outlying counties about 100 miles uh, that they don't know anything about the program in itself. So we are also in the process of setting up um, uh, events to go out to those counties and take care of those. So we've been very busy over the past uh, uh, three months since uh, we last spoke to you uh, on air about things that's going on here in Tennessee. So and we're very thankful that I had this opportunity this time to tell you about the event that we have in Thursday, which is going to be sponsored by Mayor Burchett, uh, who is a mayor of Knox County, and also Buzz, uh, Buzz Buzzwell, who is his uh, confidant, that he's going to be there, he's going to read the proclamation, and most of these individuals that are here that are going to be a part of it are going to be individuals that have already received their pins, and they'll be there to make sure that all of these veterans are properly given their pins uh, you know, for the ceremony in itself. All right. And what time does that start? 
it starts at 10 o'clock, and it runs until right. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, everyone is welcome. Uh, the public is welcome. If you just want to come and sit and watch to see the ceremony in itself, uh, you're welcome to do that. The, the American Red Cross will be serving uh, donuts and hot coffee and cold water, and we'll also have a, uh, a, uh, a, a tent there from the, from the vet center. If any veterans need any assistance, uh, they can always, always go over there to the tent, and uh, they can get the, the correct information from the veteran service officers. Right. Well, we appreciate what you do, Freddie, and we'll be, we'll be talking to you more on Thursday. Okay, I appreciate the time right. that you're giving me, and uh, I hope to see everyone uh, Thursday, Thursday morning. All right, you take care. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, sure. All right, now, let's, Glenn, I, wait a minute. Bill, I haven't heard from you. Uh, we're talking about, um, you know, the, the official, the official veteran suicide prevention officer. I know you have a question or two about that. Well, let, let, let me lead into that with a uh, a, uh, a comment, and, it, and it's about information. And I'm sure at some point in time we've heard uh, some age-old phrases that uh, information is power and a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And, uh, you know, I, I've always felt that one of the greatest voids in our veteran community is a lack of information about a lot of things, but most especially about suicide prevention with uh, men and women who've served this country. Uh, you know, it's important that we recognize and, uh, and commend the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs for uh, establishing this past month of September as the Veterans Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. But it's most difficult to try to get out everything that needs to be done in one month and uh, Glenn and Charles both, uh, I know things have been going on, uh, especially with the Suicide Prevention Channel and uh, with Charles with the uh, uh, Suicide Prevention Officer, National Suicide Prevention Officer for Military or the Purple Heart to get this information out. And Glenn, as I mentioned to you, uh, I thought that, you know, September is over. But suicide prevention awareness continues to go on, and there's a need for that information to uh, continue to be out there. So, uh, you know, we've, had, we've got a platform there, and I think that's something that we can continue with. And uh, we also want to announce that, you know, you have to start somewhere. So now we've got an, an addition into the fight. Uh, as far as suicide prevention is concerned, because at the most recent convention of the National Association for Black Veterans, known with the acronym as NAVVETS, uh, that organization established a National Suicide Prevention uh, Officer. So uh, it's there. We have got to continue to, uh, to get the word out and, and, and continue to make our veterans aware about what suicide prevention is all about and how they can get information to help them. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, um, Wilbert. I think that that is uh, information. I just want to turn it back for a second, though, too, because uh, uh, this thing that's going on with the DAB here in Texas, 
um, it's been going on, I think, because it's been, um, it's been basically no one is talking about it. And I'm beginning to feel through the information that I've, I've received that there's been some memos passed around about me, about my qualification to uh, run a channel of such, and the, the source of those memos have uh, come from the DAV, and even the fact that after uh, my position was rescinded at the DAV, that the Military Order of the Purple Heart received phone calls from uh, members, persons at the DAV, claiming that the program for the, that I wrote for all veteran service organizations was theirs. And this is some unsavory uh, things. We, they, they have some real problems here in Texas with the DAV. As I'm beginning to read that they have everywhere. If you want to know more about it, I'm at a, a site right now called, uh, whose address is www.dabreform.org, which really is this veterans that want reform at the DAV. And they, they lay out a very... Um, a, a very uh, strategic case for reform at the DAB because it seems in the case that they're laying out, it's all about money. But here in Texas, it's not just about money. You know, it's, um, there's a racist element to what's going on here. First of all, that uh, suicide prevention officer program that I laid out, it came out of an all-predominantly black DAV chapter, and it wasn't given due process in the uh when we went to the state convention and i was basically misinformed as to the day because i was selected as the person to be able to represent the uh resolution as it were that uh, was created and i was told to come in for uh, one day in order to get uh the due process which is you're supposed to get three minutes to be able to talk by one of the officials uh um, at the dav uh, his name is dennis nixon who was also a, uh, um, a person on the national level. And when I got there, uh, it turns out that they had already done it in secrecy before I got there. And so we did not get an opportunity at all to present that case. And it was for that reason, with, at the, on that day, that uh, commander, incoming commander Charles Edwards thought that that was so terrible the way that it was done, I mean, it was really, really bad, you know, and I questioned them on it, that he decided, he told me, he said, Glenn, don't worry about it, I am going to appoint you as the first department suicide prevention officer, and uh, then a few weeks later, what happened was, it was rescinded by, they tell me, um, uh, but they, no one sent me any proof of it, by a unanimous decision of the executive committee of the DAB. So, uh, that and some other problems that I discovered, which I shot, I, I was shooting, new, shooting some news coverage while I was there at that convention, and, uh, and this, uh, this gentleman who was a commander of Chapter 84, uh, and I'm not sure if they're predominantly African-American chapter or not, but he was certainly African-American, and he told a story as how his chapter was taken from him and, and sold for $4.5 million and no... No, uh, there was no accounting to his organization. They were put in some other kind of group. So you have an organization here that is able to do whatever it wants to any of its members whenever it wants. And I think that uh, that, that on many, many levels uh, is wrong. Um, and they've been shown, like I said, when I tell you, for instance, to give you an idea, 
um, the present adjutant. They're an adjutant system. So even though they've had two black in the last two years, two black commanders, you know, the commanders have no power at all. You have to understand how this works with the adjutant system. You know, with this adjutant system that the DAV has, um, you know, it's almost like just being a puppet. Charles Edwards himself told me, he said, when they, uh, when they were making the recension, he said, Glenn, he said, I'm here now, I'm the commander in Texas, department commander, and what I'm discovering is I have no power whatsoever. I have his speech when he came in. And when he came in, he laid out what he wanted the, his, his year as the commander to be about in the state of Texas. And it was suicide prevention was a, a big part of that. And he had to abandon that entire platform. So there's a lot going on. For instance, uh, J. Mark Burgess, who is the present adjutant, are you aware of the fact that he, he makes $40,000 less than the president does a year? And the DAV, you know, uh, their officers, if you go to this, you know, I ask everyone to go check it out. The information provided here is taken directly from their Form 990s, which has to be a part of public record. And you will see that the major bulk of the money coming in from that organization is not spent on the veterans. And I, I just went and looked this up because I thought to myself, I was like, what kind of organization can I, you bring a program like this to that says, listen, you can help to save your veterans' lives by providing intervention and prevention in your organization by creating this suicide prevention officer position and finding out just how many of your veterans, your paying members are, are committing suicide and trying to prevent that from happening. And for the kind of reaction that I got, I said, well, let me look a little deeper because it seems like these people don't care. And that, to be a veterans service organization that does not care to prevent the suicide of your own members is one of the worst things I can imagine for, for, uh, for any um, uh, veteran service organization to be about. You should care about your members. You should care about providing prevention for your members that are killing themselves. You should care about researching it. You shouldn't just be in line waiting for a handout from the government. You should be proactive, just like the military order of the Purple Hearts and NAB vets are doing right now, recognizing that there's a problem and saying, what can we do, though, organizationally? Now, when I wrote this program, I, you know, I'm running a channel. So, you know, the channel that I'm running, you know, is doing its own thing. But this idea came to me because I kept thinking, well, well what else can be done? I, don't, I haven't asked anybody for anything, any monetary consideration for running this program. This program is free. It's not like I said, you know, give me... $25,000 and run the program. Have, have I asked any, anybody for any money? No, because it's important. So this goes to the organizations I applaud that are starting to begin to understand how important this program can be in combating, in combating 
suicide amongst his members and amongst veterans throughout the United States. And the ones that are turning their backs on it, not giving it a fair chance, I say to them, I say, don't look at the program and find something wrong with it. Look inward at yourselves and find out what's wrong with you. Because any great organization or government has the ability to change itself to meet a crisis. And right. this isn't a, veterans killing this themselves a crisis, in 22 a day. This isn't a crisis headline here. This is, this is actually, it's not a crisis center where you're given a national crisis number and sent on your way. This is something that's going to help. Yes. So I'm sorry, I'm getting on down off of my soapbox, but, you know, this has been building up for me to be able to, to say for a long time. And when I do get an opportunity to see, you know, this, uh, this email or whatever it is that's been going on, on uh, around me, well, believe me, I will be proactive in the way that I deal with it. All right. Bill? Well, I'm re- yeah, and you know the 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 back uh, what you're saying, Glenn. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that the DAV. You just gave me some information about the DAV. I'm thinking that maybe they they adjutant or they top top leader is probably making probably 100k. But I just looked it up. You're right. He's being paid like a like a CEO of a major corporation. So why are we dealing with some mixed federal funding for DAV programs? when they're abusing the system. It looks like they need to have a federal investigation done and see where, where have they missed a beat or what's really the systemic problem. They need to get the act together, sound like. And I'm talking from our side of the table because we, we work with both sides of the table. Put emphasis on the veteran. Stop putting emphasis on money in your pocket, personally. And it seems like they need to get the act together. Yeah, I agree with you, Charles, and that's the reason why I applaud you. You know, uh, to me, like, you are, like, you represent the real patriots, the people that are real, that really care, that aren't just about themselves. You know, how dare you, anyone, for that matter, you know, do what I've been reading, I mean, here on this report, looking at these 990s. How dare you? And in comparison... You know, the comparison is that uh, the, the DAV only really has like about 1,370 chapters, okay? But the American Legion, for instance, has like uh, 14,000 posts worldwide. Their, uh, their adjutant is making, uh, I think, less than half of what uh, uh, the DAV adjutant is making. Can you see the difference between 1,370 chapters and 14,000 posts worldwide? There's something wrong there. And if people right. don't, you know, if people don't care, you know, there should be, I think, at the very least, a congressional investigation because they're congressionally chartered. That's true. You know, Bill, so. I know you have something to ask. Well, Gary, what I, I would say, I've, I've, I've heard that, uh, you know, a lot of this is not new to me, but, you know, our emphasis has to continue to be on that, uh, those folks who have served this country and uh, have uh, issues uh, to get help 
And I think, you know, we're in a position now as uh, uh, we get new organizations to come in to uh, adopt this uh, principle and approach to a veteran suicide uh, prevention officer to get the information to, uh, to, to the membership and veterans at large. It is just, just, just so important that we do everything and anything that's going to be able to help those folks who are suffering out there. And, and, and you know, you've heard me and, and others talk about uh, our women veterans who have served, that uh, their rate of suicide is so much higher than women in, the, in our general population and that there's a tremendous amount of work to do. And I just hope with the information that both, uh, you know, uh, Glenn is doing with the Suicide Prevention Channel and Charles, his audience with the uh, Military Order of Purple Heart and, and, and the uh, NAB vets to really get that because that is a major, major problem for us. Right. Well, gentlemen, we only have a couple minutes left, about two minutes. Uh, we really appreciate Charles and Glenn for being on the show. What would you like to share, Charles, as far as uh, with our listeners in closing? I would like to share that uh, it'd be great if, if every person out there just take a moment to pause and do a moment of silence for all of those who we're losing every day. And just remember, when you think about 22 a day, it goes even deeper than that. Uh, last year, we had a good year. We only lost 43,000 to suicides last year. And it seems like a very large number, but really, it's been worse than that. We're going into the season of festivities, as they say, which are the worst seasons for us, predicted. We'll run into one of the worst this year, as predicted. So that 22 a day may triple easily. So, right. from me to you, just be aware, recognize, and do your job. And thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Charles. Glenn? Yes, I'd just like to say that we, we have recognized that family uh, right now is the front line of defense for veterans who are thinking about committing suicide. If you have veterans in your families, please, especially through the holidays and through this time right now, give them love. Give them attention right. and be there for them because That's veterans are very special people. We have to understand, especially now, we have this all-volunteer army. Uh, but think about it. These are people who have decided to place themselves in harm's way for the love of people, a nation whom they don't even know. That's right. Veterans are our most <laughs> precious commodity of America, and we must protect them. Appreciate it, Glenn. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill. Thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and have a terrific week. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the heart.